Hi, YouTubers and wet shavers everywhere. It's MargaretGeorgeTune.com. I'm back with another Monday morning mailbag. Get yourself a cup of coffee, kick back, relax. Let's talk a little wet shaving and a few other things. What do you got this morning? Hang on one minute. I got something brand new. Black Rifle Coffee Company, brand new. Hang on. Boy, that <laughs> that is really, really good. I enjoy that. Uh, from Black Rifle Coffee Company, Calf. This is my first time uh, enjoying a cup of calf. Uh, now, this arrived just the other day. This was part of my Christmas gift. Uh, Coffee of the Month from Black Rifle Coffee Company. I received this from my nephew Jason, his wife Allison, and the boys Wesley and Jace. Every month, I get a different uh, Black Rifle Coffee uh, Company uh, Keurig sample, and uh, or 12, 12 Keurig cups of a different different coffee from Black Rifle Coffee Company, and this time around, calf. Now, this is their caffeine-infused coffee, and as they write on their product page here, this revved-up medium roast is a Black Rifle Coffee Company classic loved by coffee and adrenaline junkies alike. <laughs> uh, with unruly caffeine content and smoky flavors of maple syrup, milk chocolate, and clove, this Black Rifle Coffee Club staple is sure to power your adrenaline-fueled days. Yeah, <laughs> loved by coffee and adrenaline junkies alike. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll see how it kicks in, but it really is a nice, flavorful cup of coffee. And uh, if you need that extra jolt, that extra spurt of energy, check out Calf from Black Rifle Coffee Company. And again, my thanks to uh, my nephew Jason, his wife Allison, and the boys for a really terrific, terrific uh, Christmas gift. Again, it probably runs out November, December of this year, I guess. Uh, <laughs> maybe I'm getting only maybe a, maybe another two or three deliveries, something like that. But uh, it's been an absolutely delightful gift. And again, calf. This is the first time uh, enjoying a cup of calf from Black Rifle Coffee Company. And uh, the mug I'm using this morning came from my niece, Kelly. This is my Ohio I guess you could call it my Ohio night sky mug. You know, it reminds me of being by a campfire, looking up at all the stars in the sky, that sort of thing. And uh, the reason why we're using this is because August 31st, this week, is a super blue moon. Yeah, I will link to the article at the Washington Post. Here's the headline, modified just a little bit. Uh, don't miss this week's super blue moon. Your next chance is 14 years away. The super blue moon rises on August 31. Sky watchers wanting to see a once in a blue moon event should look up on August 31st. The super blue moon spectacle that night will be the third largest moon that has appeared to date this year, nearing the end of the four part super moon series. Uh, you can see the uh, supermoon anywhere on the globe. It's not location dependent. As I say here, uh, like any other night, if you can look up and see the moon August 31st, you'll be able to see the super blue moon. Lucky for everyone, the show isn't a location dependent display. The moon won't be the only icon in the sky that night. Saturn will be a guest star or rather planet hanging high above the moon on its descent from opposition, which occurs on August 27th. How about that? So you're going to get the, the super blue moon and also Saturn right up there in the nighttime sky. So uh, August 31st, mark your calendars and uh, get out there at night and look up and see uh, an event that won't occur for another 14 years. Uh, so that's why we got the mug here this morning, uh, the 
nighttime, the night sky mug. And uh, my gosh, uh, looking forward to seeing that. Uh, hopefully, it'll be clear skies in Northeast Ohio and also where you're at. So you'll be able to uh, so you'll be able to see that super blue moon and Saturn. So how are you this morning? I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me this morning. Uh, as we like to say on the show, a good hot coffee, a trusty mug. Let the caffeine go to work, gentlemen. Yeah, hang on one minute. That is a great, that's a good, good cup of coffee. And again, a little extra caffeine to get your morning going. Absolutely. And uh, hey, if you're taking me along on your morning commute, thank you very much for the lift. I really, really do appreciate it. And if you're listening to the podcast, hey, thanks very much for tuning in. I really do appreciate it. Well, we've got a great show for you this morning. Got a really, really great shaving tip. We have got uh, a really, really wonderful shaved end visit. Hey, I'm wearing my Henley shirt again this morning because we got some great feedback from viewers like Beth Jones and Roderick McLeod and I think James Sefton and a few others about the history of the Henley shirt. So we've, we've got those comments and refill. We got some great items in new wet shaving gear. Uh, we also have some questions and comments to get to. All in all, a really, really terrific show. So thanks very much for tuning in and joining me this morning. I really do appreciate it. Again, I hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me this morning. Hey, let's kick off the show like we do every week with a viewer, with a, yeah, a viewer morning. Boy, this caffeine's probably working already. <laughs> a viewer morning shaving tip. Okay, this morning's shaving tip comes from viewer Jamie Potter. And Jamie writes, Hi Mark, I've been meaning to send this one for a while, so here it goes. First, a little backstory. I make my own post-shave oil and it's truly amazing. I have delicate skin and hated razor burn with a passion, so I was limited to very mild razors and blades. So, I now make my own oil. After years of trial and error, I finally have the formula that works for me. It's pure argon oil with 14 different essential oils in it to help soothe and heal the skin. I can honestly say that I never get razor burn anymore. And I even dare to shave with a feather blade in a Vikings blade Augustus on setting six. With a three pass shave, I still don't get any irritation anymore. I'm so relieved that I can now feel comfortable to try any razor with any blade even my straight razor. The only fly in my oil, <laughs> let's say, laugh out loud, is that argon oil is pretty thick and it takes a while to absorb into the skin. But here is the magic tip. While I shave, I stand my bottle of oil in a bowl of hot water. So when I apply my post-shave oil, it's warm and feels truly amazing. It soaks into the skin in no time at all. Please give this a go with one of your oils. I can almost certainly guarantee that you will never apply cold oil again. Wow, uh, he writes, wraps up here, kind regards, Jamie Potter. Yeah, I jumped the gun there. <laughs> Must do that caffeine again this morning. Wow, Jamie, really, really neat tip. He also went on to say in a follow-up email about his routine, uh, and he says, uh, cheers, Mark, thank you. Yeah, my routine is a long one but it works a treat for me. I do it every shave. After my third pass, I rinse three times with warm water, then three times with cold water. Then I apply my alum block, Osma, thanks to your opinion of it. 
Uh, while the alum does its thing, I use this time to wash out my bowl and brush. Then I rinse with roughly room temperature water three times. Then I dry and apply my aftershave. While that's drying, I use the time to wash out my razor and clean down the sink. Then, last but not least, I apply my already warm oil. And Mark, I tell you, when you apply it to cold skin, the warm oil feels so soothing. Then that's that. I'm all done. Cheers, Mark, for all the advice and the tips. Kind regards, Jamie. Well, Jamie, again, all the advice and tips come via the viewers, as did yours. Thank you very, very much for sending it along. So there you go, folks. Post-shave oil, warm it up. It will uh, absorb into the skin a little more quickly, it sounds like, and also give you a really, really terrific, terrific soothing sensation. And uh, wow, I'm going to definitely try that myself with uh, some post-shave oil out there. And also, folks, if you have a post-shave oil that you use, uh, we'd like to recommend or suggest, just comment below and let us know. And we can maybe uh, get a list going of some post-shave oils out there that uh, some of the uh, viewers and wet shavers out there use during their post-shave routine. So, Jamie, thanks very, very much for a terrific, terrific tip. Really, really do appreciate it. And to say thank you for you and only you, an original signed George sketch. So please uh, email me your snail mail address to mondaymailbag at gmail.com, mondaymailbag at gmail.com, and I will send this to you post-haste. And if you out there would like an original signed George sketch, just send me a shaving tip. Email that shaving tip to mondaymailbag at gmail.com, and if I use it here uh, during the shaving tip segment of the Monday Morning Mailbag, you too will receive an original signed George sketch. So Jamie, thanks again for a really, really terrific shaving tip. Really do appreciate it. Well, this morning we have a wonderful shave den visit courtesy of viewer Scott Martin. And Scott wrote, hey, Mark, great 3MB this week. Well, thanks very much, Scott. I really do appreciate that. I thought I'd give your viewers a tour of my shave den, also known as Scott's Shave Cave. There's a few unique features here that some of your audience might be interested in. The first being the lack of a sink I can shave at. I have a small, round sink with nowhere to set my scuttle or brush or soap. So I bought a vintage purple bowl and use it as a basin, just like shavers would before bathrooms had running waters. I mounted a mirror above it, and the whole setup works great. My soaps and aftershaves are stored in some shelves I made out of wooden record crates I bought on eBay. I've created some small sections in there, like a Martin DeCondre shelf, a Holy Black shelf, and a shelf containing soaps and aftershaves that were made for shaving meetups. I enjoy collecting those when I can find them. Across from there is some soap overflow and my towel steamer and shaving towels. Over by my mirror, I have some glass shelves where I keep my vintage restored ever-ready shave brushes dating from the 1920s up to the 1970s. I found a guy on eBay years ago that was doing a wonderful job restoring brushes. I enjoy supporting veteran-run businesses and this hobby was one of his post-service jobs. After we had exchanged several emails, I came to find out he had lost an arm at some point and did all this beautiful restoration work with one arm. I was impressed, to say the least. I also keep my vintage Pinot bottles there. 
I'm a big fan of the Pinot Clubman line, but not a fan of their plastic bottles. So when I can find them, I like to buy the vintage glass bottles and transfer the product into those with a funnel. I just think they look classier. Regarding razors, I'm kind of a loyalist and only have four currently. I have two commissory-style straight razors made by Michigan bladesmith Bruce Gregory. I also have a stainless steel DE from Sterling Soaps. And finally, an artifact by Phoenix Shaving. I love them all and rotate the four depending on my mood. I look forward to getting more razors, but these keep me happy for now. Finally, a couple highlights I enjoy are my Holy Black Telltale Heart Aftershave, which is the only aftershave bottle I have that needs a wrought iron stand to function. You can't just set the bottle down without it. I also have a unique blade bin from Denmark that's made out of steel and teak wood. It was designed as a butter dish, but I like it for my many blades. And finally, there's my shaving companion and very vintage elephant blade bank that I am told is from the 1880s by the seller. He has a silver lock around his neck for some reason, and he is wearing a barber's cape. His belly is full of old razors right now, and I'm about to have to empty him out. So that's the tour. Hope I didn't ramble too much. If anyone has any questions about something they see, please feel free to add them to the comments. Have a great day, Scott. Wow, Scott, <laughs> that's an absolutely wonderful, wonderful shaving den. Very unique. Uh, just, I love the shaving basin. I think that is absolutely awesome. And I love the elephant blade bank. Also, another really, really terrific touch. And again, glass bottles to hold your aftershave, especially the, the, the Pinot Clubman line. Yeah, that we, we've been talking about transferring from plastic bottles into glass bottles. You'll have to share with us uh, the kind of funnel you use to do that because uh, I'm looking for a, uh, a specific kind of funnel that will, in, that will, that will uh, insert into uh, the, um, the restrictor, some of the glass restrictors I have on some of these other bottles. That, uh, that I've hung on to. Uh, I know Phoenix Shaving has some of those bottles with glass restrictors. They've gone to a plastic restrictor. The Avon Wild Country bottles that I often use to transfer Pinot Clubman into also have a glass restrictor. So if you are using a, uh, a specific kind of funnel, please share that information below. I know other viewers would like to know that as well. Uh, so they can transfer from plastic bottles into a glass bottle that might have a built-in glass restrictor there. But an absolutely beautiful, beautiful shave den. Thanks for all the great photos and the videos. My gosh, absolutely beautiful, Scott. Thanks again for the tour. Really, really do appreciate it. Well, here's your weekly reminder that the Monday Morning Mailbag is also available as a podcast. Just get up to your favorite streaming service, and simply search for Monday Morning Mailbag and more, Monday Morning Mailbag and more, and the Monday Morning Mailbag podcast, as well as our other podcast, Second Cup, should come right up. Both of these podcasts are available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Again, simply search for Monday Morning Mailbag and more, and the Monday Morning Mailbag podcast, as well as the Second Cup podcast, should come right up. And to those of you out there who are tuning in and subscribing to those podcasts, thank you very, very much. I really do appreciate it. So again, 
Both of these podcasts are available on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Amazon Music, and Google Podcasts. Well, here's another reminder. The Ohio Shave Meetup takes place Saturday, September 30th, 2023 at River's Edge Cutlery in Hilliard, Ohio from 11.30 a.m. to 3 o'clock p.m. I'm going to let James German, the gentleman who's organizing this wonderful event, give you all the details. we gathered here at beautiful Fancyburg Park for the inaugural Ohio Wet Shavers meetup. We made some lather and we had quite a bit of fun. The following year we had more fun and even more lather here at beautiful Thompson Park in the North Shelter House. Mark Zarati and I teamed up to do a lather demonstration that got a little bit out of hand, but we had great fun. Where will we be next year? So the 2023 Ohio Wet Shavers Meetup will take place here at River's Edge Cutlery in Hilliard, very close by to where the last two meetups took place. River's Edge was graciously willing to host us this year. We've invited the Ohio Soap Artisans, Chiseled Face, Shannon Soaps, and Spearhead Shaving. Shannon's is planning to make the soap for us this year, as she has the past two years. We're really excited to uh, be here at River's Edge. This year, artisans, bring your wares because you will be allowed to sell. We'll have an open house period for our regular River's Edge customers to be able to meet you guys and maybe buy your soaps. We're gonna have city barbecue again this year. Maybe I can get Mrs. Donut to make her uh, famous brownies. Everybody liked those last year. Again, we've invited Mark Zarati. He's planning to be here. HD Shaves, this is your personal invitation to come to this year's meetup. We've invited Timeless Razor. Great razors they make. Hopefully they will bring uh, their brand new interchangeable shave brush. A great, uh, great design that they engineered. Probably the worst shave I'm ever gonna do for the Lather Games. I have no idea what it's going to look like. But here I am, I'm haphazardly shaving out in front of River's Edge Cutlery. My shave is complete. Join us here at River's Edge Cutlery in September for the Ohio Wet Shavers Meetup. So again, the Ohio Shave Meetup taking place on Saturday, September 30th, 2023 at River's Edge Cutlery in Hilliard, Ohio. You can get tickets at ohioshavemeetup.com, ohioshavemeetup.com. I've already got my ticket. I look forward to seeing you there. Well, I forgot to mention in this morning's opening of the show that we have a pet visit. We haven't had one of those in quite some time. Now, as you recall, uh, a while back, I was dog-sitting for my uh, brother Tom and his wife Lori, my sister-in-law Lori, and they have this absolutely wonderful Newfoundland named Cinder. And my nieces Bryn and Kelly have a golden retriever named Rue. 
Well, they went, they went away for a weekend and I was dog sitting uh, Rue and Cinder. And I also got a couple of uh, shaves on the road, so to speak. Uh, I will link those videos below so you can check those out because the dogs kind of got into it and was they were featured in the shave. And I just had an absolutely wonderful, wonderful time dog sitting Cinder and Rue. Again, Cinder's a Newfoundland and Rue is a golden retriever. Well, Tom and Lori have a new addition to the family. Say hello to Piper. Piper is a Newfoundland puppy. Here she is with my niece Kelly on Kelly's paddleboard. And uh, they were just having a grand time on the water. And I doubt very much Piper will, uh, <laughs> will be able to uh, sit on that paddleboard come next year because she'll be full grown, a uh, full grown Newfoundland. But she's an absolute adorable little Newfoundland puppy. And I had a chance to. Uh, Catch up with Cinder. Here I am with Cinder, an absolutely fantastic dog. Cinder's my, Cinder's my buddy. Cinder's an absolutely wonderful, wonderful dog. And of course, here is Piper in the foreground, uh, wondering what's going on. Of course, they had their life vests on uh, because they were romping around in the water, and this uh, helps to kind of keep them a little more buoyant, so they're not overexerting themselves. And of course, Piper is a puppy, and they, she was becoming acclimated to the water. Here I am with Rue. Rue also has her life vest on. She was romping around with the other dogs. Yeah, Rue's my buddy too. And uh, yeah, just an absolutely fantastic time with the dogs. Here is Piper uh, with me and Cinder off to the left here of the photo. So you can kind of get a difference in, uh, in size between Piper and uh, uh, Cinder. And uh, yeah, so uh, Piper is probably going to become the same size as Cinder, uh, well, sometime down the road. So we'll keep track of that as uh, as Piper grows. Maybe we'll take an occasional photo and come back here and show you her growth progress. Uh, and uh, you get get a chance to see her kind of grow up before your eyes here. And uh, maybe put them side by side, uh, Cinder and Piper side by side, and kind of track uh Piper's growth progress. But an absolutely uh, wonderful day with the dogs, and they were romping around in the water, and uh, just a great, great, just great, great dogs. Absolutely fantastic. So my thanks to uh, Tom and Lori for sending along these absolutely wonderful photos. It was an absolutely great, great day getting together with Kelly, Tom, Cinder, Rue, and Piper too. Well, here's an update to the 10,000 subscriber prize package giveaway. As many of you know, the channel is approaching 10,000 subscribers. When the channel reaches 10,000 subscribers, we're doing this spectacular giveaway. And it's all being made possible through the very, very wonderful contributions from viewers out there. So make sure to subscribe to the channel. Make sure to hit that alert bell so you'll know when that video goes up announcing the 10,000 subscriber prize package giveaway. And as always, sincere thanks and heartfelt appreciation go out to Jimmy V Photography, Beth Jones, Tyler Fike, Charles Price, Alex Lopez, Scott Martin, James Sefton, George Haven, Jimmy Day, Bill Murphy, Mark Bagwell, Zachary Norton, Wesley Kirby, Heiko Shaves, Chris Witte, Caleb Bowers, everyone at Pretech, and all the folks at Vikings Blade. These are the folks who are making the 10,000 subscriber prize package giveaway 
possible. My sincere thanks to all of them. Thank you very, very much. And again, thank you to all the viewers out there. Thank you for subscribing, for commenting, for sharing. Thank you all very, very much. You make this channel and this show possible. Again, stay tuned. Make sure to subscribe. Make sure to hit that alert bell so you'll know when the announcement for the 10,000 subscriber prize package giveaway video gets uploaded. We're getting closer day by day, week by week. Hopefully it'll be sooner than later. Stay tuned. Thank you again to everyone out there. Really, really do appreciate it. Well, what do you know? Coffee's getting low that time of the show. Let's go back for a refill. Well, hope you're enjoying a cup of coffee with me this morning. Hope you went back for a refill. I sure did. Hang on one minute. Yeah, boy. <laughs> oh, boy, yeah. Enjoying the calf from Black Rifle Coffee Company this morning. Got that extra jolt of caffeine to get your morning going. <laughs> Check it out. We'll have a link to this and all the coffees at Black Rifle Coffee Company in the description below. Well, we have some great, great comments from viewers. Of course, you can uh, see I'm wearing my Henley shirt again uh, this morning because we're going to kick things off uh, with some comments from viewers regarding the history of the Henley shirt. Beth Jones wrote, Mark... Here's a link I found regarding the Henley shirt. Now, we'll provide this link that Beth very, very kindly sent to the channel. And here's what the information on that page says. In part, it may look like a polo or a popover sans collar, but the veritable Henley shirt has deep roots in the history of menswear. By definition, the Henley is a knit shirt with a banded collar and a placket of two or more buttons. They're most often made of cotton, but also seen in synthetics or merino wool. Since 1839, the town of Henley had been the home of the Royal Regatta, the largest rowing race in all of England. Rowers enjoyed the increased ventilation from the placket and lack of collar, and it soon became the standard rowing uniform. Hey, we'll link this page below, folks, so you can read up on the history of the uh, Henley shirt. Thanks very much for that, Beth. Really do appreciate it. Uh, James Sefton also sent this along. Uh, another Grand Slam video, as always. Thanks very much, James. I really do appreciate it. I was looking about for the Henley shirt, and apparently it was a shirt that was worn by the rowers at Henley on the Thames. Have a great day and rest of the week. Hey, thanks very much for confirming that, James. Really, really do appreciate it. Hey, Roderick McLeod sent this comment along, and he kind of boiled the history down into uh, one paragraph here, and he wrote, Regarding Henley shirts, the Royal Henley Regana takes place at Henley on Thames. It's an amateur rowing race that has been taking place since 1839. It is regarded as the most prestigious event in the sport of rowing and sculling. The shirt was the traditional shirt of rowers way back then. I would imagine that the buttons were added because they didn't have the industrial high-speed knitting machines that could make a stretchable ribbed neck like we have on t-shirts today. Interesting fact, the name crew neck also came from a sweater worn by rowers. The crew cut haircut, rowers. <laughs> How about that? He also adds here, 
Regarding lathering bloom water, sounds like a job for one of those smoothie blenders like the Magic Bullet. Hey, that, that's a great suggestion. Has anyone tried that, taking that bloom water and putting it in a blender to see if it creates a lather? That would absolutely cut down on all that elbow work and agitating and everything that I uh, had to do in that review of uh, the Bloom Water Lather. So thanks for the history of the Henley shirt, uh, Roderick, and uh, also the, um, the tip on maybe using a blender for that Bloom Water Lather. Really do appreciate it. Viewer Matthew Bentley checked in and he writes, We live in Texas. The creme brulee is amazing. Heb also have a snicker nut cookie, which is one of my favorites. But man, oh man, it feels good seeing something from our neck of the woods on the show. Addendum, thank you for the wonderful company during this morning's shave. Using the Godfather head on a fine marble handle. I call it my fine fellow. Bit of a Franken-Razor, ha ha. Hey, that's absolutely great, Matthew. Really, really terrific. Hey, send a photo of that razor so we can show it to uh, viewers. And yeah, absolutely love hearing from the folks in Texas. The creme brulee was courtesy of uh, fellow Texan and viewer Beth Jones. Thank you again for sending it along, Beth. Really, really do appreciate it. And again, Matthew, uh, thanks very much for tuning in and uh, allowing the show to be part of your morning shave. Really, really flattered by that. And again, send that photo of that razor. I think viewers would really be interested in seeing it. Uh, viewer Mark Bagwell sent along this heads up regarding the Lavanel shave soap from Barrister and Mann. Uh, and it's a cautionary note of sorts. Uh, Mark wrote, the Lavanel comes with this warning on the product page. The vanillin in Lavanel may cause it to discolor animal hair shaving brushes. Use of a dedicated brush or a synthetic fiber shaving brush is recommended. Hey, Mark, thanks very, very much for sending along that warning on the uh, shave soap. So, folks, if you have Lavanel shave soap from Barrister and Man, okay, be aware that you might want to use a dedicated animal hair shave brush or a uh, synthetic shaving brush with it. That's what, that's what they're recommending. Mark, thanks very, very much for that. Really do appreciate it. Uh, Chris Witte wrote, great 3MB. Well, thanks very much for that, Chris. Really do appreciate it. After watching this, I always find something new that expands my collection, knowledge, or techniques. Picked up a Chieftain Odin and a Parasso Green gift box off Amazon. I know you do a lot of different shaves. Have you thought about doing budget versus luxury shave series? Uh, you have a great collection and probably could complete it easy. Hey, Chris, that's a really, really great, uh, great suggestion. I'm, uh, I'm, you know, the gears are kind of turning and how I would go about doing that. And uh, I think that's an absolutely great suggestion. So thanks very much for passing that along. And let us know how you like the Chieftain Odin. Uh, I absolutely love that razor, especially the new design. <laughs> absolutely fantastic. The way that shaves, we did a review on it. Check it out, folks. We'll try to get a link below. If not, just do a search uh, on the channel for Mark's Rady Odin, and uh, it should come right up. The newest review should come right up because we have reviewed the previous version of the Odin as well as well as the previous version of the Chieftain. We also did a review of the new Chieftain with the head shave, and we've got a head shave coming up with the Chieftain Eva, E-V-A. That's coming up uh, sometime down the road as well. So stay tuned for that. So Chris, thanks very, very much for that suggestion. Uh, like I say, the gears are turning. Thanks very, very much for that. Better to burn out than fade away. <laughs> 
wrote, Mark, Menorah Blades are also available in Platinum, and they are great. Wow, I did not know that. Thank you very much for passing that along. We've talked about these Menorah Golden Shave Razor Blades that Beth Jones very, very kindly sent along to the show. They're absolutely wonderful. I think Beth is correct. They're very, very close to uh, being comparable to the Gillette Swedes. They're right there in the same ballpark. A really, really fantastic, fantastic blade. Did not know that they are available in platinum. Wow, we'll have to track those down. Thanks very much for passing that along. Better to burn out than fade away. <laughs> $28.97. Great screen name. Bob LaRoe wrote, I put some Clubman Pinot into an empty Parasso glass bottle. Big improvement. Hey, uh, this is an absolutely great suggestion because uh, Parasso aftershave comes in glass bottles. And we always talk about uh, reusing and repurposing a lot of our shaving gear. And uh, that's absolutely a great idea, repurposing that Parasso glass aftershave bottle with Clubman Pinot. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic tip, Bob. Thanks very much for passing that along. Paul DeJardin wrote, Hello, Mark. I think there must be something about alcohol and plastic. I make wine, and one of the first things you are told is to use a glass carboy instead of a plastic one. Don't know the reason, but it seems to be true. Yeah, hey, Paul, thanks very, very much for that. Really do appreciate that. Again, glass being better than plastic. And uh, yeah, I think there seems to be this movement in the wet shaving community to kind of transfer from plastic bottles to glass bottles. I know I'm doing that with my Clubman. I'm putting it into an Avon uh, Wild Country bottle, and I've got enough of those laying around, <laughs> that's for sure. And we've talked about the different uh, aftershaves that are available in the European market that come in glass bottles. Mark Bagwell has very, very kindly sent some of those along to the channel. We've reviewed them and talked about them. So yeah, uh, thanks very much for confirming this from the winemaking standpoint, Paul. Really do appreciate it. Viewer Ricardo Aguilar wrote, Last month I went to Cancun and I forgot my aftershave. I went to Walmart and bought Brut. It came in a glass bottle. Wow, uh, Cancun, Mexico, a glass bottle Brut. I wonder if this is the same Brut that's available in the European market, the same one that Mark Bagwell very, very kindly sent to the channel. Uh, wow, I'd really be interested if anyone out there knows if this brute in Mexico is the same brute that's available in the European market, please comment below and let us know. Viewer Robert Ross wrote, The whole bloom water lathering method seems to me like a waste of time. Just use a 16th teaspoon of soap and add a half tablespoon of distilled water. Mash the soap into a slurry with a damp synthetic brush. Whip the slurry into a lather. It is very quick makes tons of lather and saves lots of money since you don't use much soap in the first place. Thanks for the reminder, Robert. I really do appreciate it because we have a follow-up here from Jason Miller uh, who commented, Hi, Mark. How you doing? Uh, I tried the 1 8 teaspoon and half teaspoon water method, but with tap water, I had enough for my one pass plus touch-up and still left over for tomorrow's shave. I forgot the person's name, but he's correct. Well, that would be Robert Ross. I'm going to see if I can go lower with soap, depending on the soap I'm guessing. Wow, Jason, <laughs> that's fantastic to hear. Again, folks, Robert Ross's slurry method to the rescue. Give it a try when you get a chance. Uh, it looks like Jason is uh, 
is modifying the recipe a little bit. He says an eighth teaspoon and a half teaspoon. I think maybe he meant half tablespoon water. I'm not entirely sure. Jason, comment below and let us know if it's uh, teaspoon and teaspoon or teaspoon and tablespoon. But thanks very much for passing that along. I'm sure Robert uh, really enjoyed hearing that. Kind of confirms his whole slurry method. And that wraps up this week's refill segment. Thanks to everyone that contributed. Really do appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Okay, let's check out some new wet shaving gear. Well, this past Friday, we did a review of Denton Magic's Pink Floyd, and I absolutely love the play on words and the artwork here. This is a pink label featuring the picture, the portrait of Floyd the Barber from uh, the Andy Griffith Show. Absolutely fantastic. And uh, as they write on their uh, product page here, I've always been a fan of Pinot Clubman Musk. To my nose, it's a tad darker and a little more mysterious than regular Clubman. Floyd the Barber would have loved this one, and I'm pretty sure he probably had a similar concoction down at Floyd's Barbershop. And uh, here are the, uh, the scent notes, musk, citrus notes, and herbal notes. Oh, yeah, it's absolutely fantastic. I really, really like this scent a lot. And it has a little more body than regular, uh, uh, regular uh, Pinot Clubman, absolutely. And you can see I've been using it. I used it before cameras rolled, and it gave me an absolutely wonderful, wonderful shave. Made a really, really fantastic lather. So uh, check out the review it ran this past Friday, uh, Pink Floyd from Denton Magic. And... Uh, also, uh, Mark Denton very, very kindly sent along the shave soap and the aftershave. And of course, these are the space shaving sizes here. So for about 20 bucks, you can get the shave soap and the aftershave bundle. That's a really nice price point. And they really, he really packs in a lot of shave soap into this little two and a half ounce jar. And you can see I've been using it. I've, I've used it for a couple of shaves already. Uh, maybe more than a couple of shaves, to be honest with you. I think I did use it for about maybe three, four shaves already, to be perfectly honest with you. And yeah, it made an absolutely fantastic lather and a really enjoyable shave. And I really, really like this scent a lot. Uh, again, a little more body uh, than regular Pinot Clubman, but uh, really just very, very satisfying. So Pink Floyd from Denton Magic. Now, he also sent along, Mark Denton also sent along, Hot Laguna Nights. This is another one that we uh, will be reviewing. And here, let me get the product page for you here and tell you what it says here. Special Denton Magic House Blend Scent. There are a lot of notes going into this one. Beautiful citrus top notes with a little bit of sweetness mixed in. This is sure to be a top warmer weather scent. Bring on those hot summer nights. Here are the scent notes. The top scent notes are lime, lemon, bergamot, orange, mandarin orange, neroli, jasmine, lavender. The middle notes are sea notes, cologne, freesia, peach, hyacinth, cyclamen, rosemary, violet, coriander, nutmeg, rose mignonette, carnation, Brazilian rosewood. And the bottom notes are white musk, cedar, oak moss, patchouli, amber, sandalwood, and vetiver. Wow, absolutely fantastic, fantastic scent. Yeah, it is a very, very com complex scent, no doubt about it, but very, very satisfying. Yeah, absolutely fantastic. Perfect for warmer weather, really, really. And plenty of summer left for you to try this one out. And again, they pack so much in. And a lot of, the, a lot of, that, a lot of what you're seeing there, 
Okay, on the lid too. I mean, it just, he, he packs so much soap into these space-saving containers. Two and a half ounces of soap just packed in there. And uh, you get a really, really wonderful, wonderful lather from these shave soaps. And again, he also sent along the bundle, the shave soap and the aftershave. Uh, absolutely beautiful scent. We'll be doing a review on this very, very soon. So my thanks to uh, Mark Denton and Denton Magic for sending along uh, Pink Floyd and Hot Laguna Nights. Check them out, folks. We'll have links below. Well, I wanted to give you an update to Lather Blaster 3000 from Phoenix Shaving. Viewer Beth Jones very kindly sent this along to the channel. We did a review of it. Absolutely fantastic, fantastic barbershop scent. And of course, CK6 just makes heaps and heaps of lather. It's available for a limited time only. So if you want to get this, get out there and order it. I went ahead, as promised, and ordered the aftershave and the star jelly. Now, I also offered some other items, uh, one of which is the solid alum block that's available from Phoenix Shaving. So I hope to share that with you as soon as it arrives here on the channel. I wanted to give you an update on Lather Blaster 3000. I have the aftershave and the star jelly uh, arriving soon. And uh, future reviews will feature the shave soap, the aftershave, and the star jelly available for a limited time only. So get up there and order it before it's gone. My thanks again to Beth Jones for very, very kindly sending this one along to the channel and allowing me to share it with all the viewers out there. It's really a fantastic, fantastic scent. And of course, CK6 is just top shelf lathering performance. Lather Blaster 3000 from Phoenix Shaving, available for a limited time only. Well, viewer Mark Bagwell sent along this review on the Carve Aluminum Overlander. Now, many of you know, I have the Carve Overlander in brass, and this was very, very kindly sent to the channel by viewer Fernie Beck. Fernie, thank you again very, very much. An absolutely outstanding razor. I used this razor before cameras rolled, and I, get, I got an absolutely spectacular, spectacular shave with this, and of course, Lather Blaster 3000. Really, really fantastic, and I love that handle. The handle just has a great vintage kind of look to it. Uh, yeah, absolutely beautiful, beautiful razor. Well, Mark Bagwell sent along, as I say, this review of the Carve Overlander in aluminum. Uh, and he says, let's start with its appearance. The razor comes in essentially one color, black. However, there are four color options for the base plate and inkwell stand. The color choices are black, blue, green, or red. I chose the black, red razor and stand. And trust me, the photos don't do it justice. The red color on my plate and stand are a deeper red than what the photo shows. I absolutely love the way it looks. Let's talk about the build quality. Simply put, it's a carve, so you know it's going to be great. Their products are set apart from the competition by their love for artisanal work and years of experience machining high-spec metal parts. In other words, a carved razor is as good as you can get. But I can hear many of you now, but it's aluminum, it's too light. Okay, look, I'll admit, I've not exactly been an aluminum razor fan in the past, but the Overlander just might change my mind. Yes, it's light, but the shave is smooth, gentle, and efficient. And honestly, I was surprised at how efficient an aluminum razor can be. 
So if you're looking for a new razor, check out the Carve Aluminum Overlander. I think you just might fall in love with it. Hey, Mark, thanks very, very much for passing along this review. I can tell you that the Carve Razor, the Overlander that I have, is just beautifully and precisely machined. And I would think that the same can be said for the aluminum razor. These are absolutely wonderfully precisely machined razors. So I've had many aluminum razors myself, and I find the difference in weight to be a rather refreshing, and it still delivers an absolutely wonderful shave. And Mark is saying that, hey, this, this aluminum razor is turning him into an aluminum razor user. So Mark, thanks very, very much for passing along the review of the Carve Aluminum Overlander. Folks, we'll have links below. Thanks again, Mark. Really do appreciate it. Hey, Mark Bagwell sent another heads up and he wrote, this needs to be shared on your Monday morning mailbag show as a service. Do you like Paul Silver Super Iridium razor blades? Only 2623 from Poland, only one problem. They're fakes and they are making the rounds again. So I'm going to tell you how to know the difference. The curled tail on the Y on the box is the easiest way to spot these Chinese fakes. Real Paul Silvers don't loop the Y. These fakes have been around for years and have been sold widely by retailers who no doubt believe they were the real thing. These blades are terrible, don't buy. If you love a Super Iridium razor blade as much as I do, then purchase Wizomet Super Iridium blades. Wizomets are fantastic and I can't tell the difference between them and real Paul Silvers. But whatever you do, don't get stuck with these cheap Chinese fakes. The reason I'm writing this is because I've spotted the fakes being sold by at least one online retailer. These blades show up every year or so. Hey, Mark, thanks very, very much for the heads up on this. So there you go, folks. A great way to tell the real Paul Silvers from the fake Paul Silvers. But I agree with Mark. If you want a really good super iridium razor blade, then go with Wizomets. They're absolutely wonderful. And they're also available at the razor company. We'll have a link to them below. Thanks again, Mark. Really do appreciate it. Well, speaking of razor blades, viewer Bill Murphy checked in regarding my blades, a brand new razor blade on the market. And he wrote, hi, Mark. I don't remember if you know about these blades, but they are made from recycled material. When they become available, I'm going to give them a try. Now, on their product page, they write sustainable, a new standard for blades. Working with one of the last remaining family-owned razor blade manufacturers, we are proud to have crafted the world's first sustainable razor blades, where we use up to 80% recycled materials. The blades are skillfully sharpened and refined with a special platinum coating. Now, Bill also emailed me one more time and he said, Mark, I decided to give these blades a try. They will be coming from Germany and shipping in October. If you are not familiar with these, Ken Surfs has a video on them and a link is on their website uh, and below. Now, I've got a link to Ken Surf's video review of these and also a link to the My Blades website where you can check out the website and you can also check out Ken Surf's review of these razor blades. And by the way, that website is www.my-blades.com. www.my-blades.com. 
my-blades.com. So Bill, thanks very, very much for passing this along. Really do appreciate it. Just another reminder that Zach Norton has a promotion going on on his Etsy store, Norton Custom Design, where he makes these absolutely beautiful 3D printed razor cases for the Henson Razor, the Phoenix Shaving Ascension Select. Absolutely beautiful. 15% uh, off until September 1st, 2023. Use the code 3MBAG. That's the number three, capital M, capital B, capital A, capital G. 3MBAG. 15% off until September 1st, 2023. Use the code 3MBAG at Zach Norton's Etsy store, Norton Custom Design. Well, speaking of razor blades once more, we get this from viewer Gary, who writes, The enthusiastic wet shavers look for and use a large variety of available double-edge and other blades, and we forget which ones are available from drugstores and variety department stores, which also have grocery and personal care sections. I just bought and tried a Vander Hagen double-edge blade, ice-tempered stainless steel. $3 for a little pack of five blades from Target. One shave now done, an excellent shave at slightly more than two passes. Gary. Hey, Gary, thanks very much for passing this along. Absolutely fantastic to know that a good razor blade from Vanderhagen is available at big box stores. Terrific to know this because, folks, if you're out there traveling and you forget to pack your uh, razor blades, you can get to a big box store like Target and get five of these blades for three bucks. Gary, thanks very much for that. Really do appreciate it. He also passed this along for the uh, new wet shave gear section of the Monday Morning Mailbag. Uh, findable and actually in some of the stores of Rite Aid is this clone of the McCurr Futur called the Vanderhagen Twist Adjustable Safety Razor. Price is $20. Some viewers of Monday Morning Mailbag might be interested to know. He also provides the link to it. And I happen to have the uh, Vanderhagen Futur clone. There it is right there. It says Vanderhagen on the top cap right there. And yeah, you can see it's a clone of the McCurr Futur. Here's my Recur Futur here in my left hand, and in my right hand is the Vanderhagen clone, and you can see they're very, very close. The Vanderhagen clone, clone is a little more lightweight, but yeah, it's an adjustable razor, and I happened to get this one at my local Giant Eagle grocery store, I believe, $20, and uh, according to Gary, it's available at Rite Aid, uh, Rite Aid and I'm, perhaps it's available at other uh, outlets as well. Uh, check uh, your uh, locale for that sort of thing. But uh, yeah, it's a terrific, terrific adjustable razor. It's The build quality on this and the quality control is very, very good at the $20 price point. I found this to be a little bit better than the Q-Shave, which is also a clone of the Mercur Futur. The Q-Shave's blade balance was off a little bit. But as I recall, and I reviewed this, as I recall, the blade balance on this was very, very good and it delivered a very, very nice shave. This is great. This is great to throw in your dop kit for a weekend getaway. Uh, and again, it's $20. So for some, for any reason, if it gets lost or misplaced or whatever, you're not out a lot of money, you know. So if you have a Mercur Futur that you like a lot, like I do, these are really, really getting up there in price. Leave the Mercur Futur at home. 
Take the clone for $20, and if something happens to it on the road, you're only out $20. But it delivers a very, very nice shave, as I recall. So, Gary, thanks very much for passing along the recommendation on the Vander Hagen razor blades available at big box stores. And also for passing along the heads up on the Vander Hagen Recur Futur Clone Adjustable Razor available at Rite Aid and possibly at some other outlets as well. Thanks again, Gary. Really do appreciate it. And that wraps up another new Wet Shaving Gear segment for this week. Thanks to everyone who contributed. Really do appreciate it. We'll do it again next week. Okay, let's check out some of these questions and comments. Viewer Kenny Embry wrote the following... My razor collection is primarily stainless steel from Rex and Yaki and brass from Gillette and Pearl. That would be a Gillette Fat Boy and the Pearl Flexi. I think I probably know the answer to this, but what's the advantage of titanium or aluminum? It seems like titanium comes at a steep premium while aluminum is much cheaper. Opinions? Hey, that's an absolutely great question, Kenny. I have three razors from Timeless in front of me right here, which I'm going to uh, kind of compare for you. I have the uh, Timeless stainless steel razor right here with the uh, straight bar base plate that has a 0.68 millimeter blade gap and a barber pole handle. I have the um, Timeless Razor aluminum razor, which also has a straight bar base plate with a 0.45 millimeter blade gap. And I also have the Timeless Razor Titanium, the TI Slim Titanium uh, razor with a, a 0.5 millimeter uh, straight bar, 0.5 millimeter blade gap with a straight bar base plate is what I'm saying. So uh, let's talk about uh, some of the advantages of titanium compared to the aluminum and the stainless. Uh, titanium is very, very durable and half the weight of stainless. So if you find that stainless is uh, stainless steel razor is a little too heavy for you, uh, check out the titanium razor because it's just as durable, maybe even a little more durable than stainless steel, and it comes in at about half the weight. Let me, let me get some weights here for you. Here's my scale right here, my handy-dandy digital scale right here. I'm going to turn it on, and I will give you some of these weights here. Uh, first, let's weigh up the stainless steel razor. In ounces, that is 4.61 ounces on my scale for the stainless steel razor. Let's take a look at the aluminum razor right here. And this one is 1.66 ounces, so very lightweight. And let's take a look at the titanium razor now. And that weighs in at 2.45. So it's not too heavy. It's not too light. It seems to be right in the sweet spot along that, that kind of goes hand in hand with some of those classic uh, Gillette razors uh, of yesteryear, kind of in that ballpark weight-wise. Weight uh, because of that weight, uh, it's maneuverable, very, very nimble. Uh, the uh, aluminum razor is the same way, maneuverable, very, very nimble, but the added weight of the titanium might be more to your liking. I have found the difference in weights to, between these two razors to be rather negligible. Uh, as you know, I prefer uh, 
weights, uh, razors that have a little more heft, a little more weight to them. But I have been surprised at how efficient an aluminum razor can be, as well as a titanium razor. Uh, they're both very, very good. And uh, despite the very, very light weight of an aluminum razor, I found the efficiency to be very, very good. The razor, the razor head does all the work. It really is pretty amazing. So yeah, you do have to modify your technique a little bit, going from a very, very light aluminum razor to a mid-weight titanium razor, to also to a, uh, a heavier stainless steel razor. But I have found the efficiency of all three of these to be very, very good. Uh, something else to consider about a, a titanium razor is that is the corrosion resistance. Now, I pulled a lot of this information off of a blog post from Blackland Razor, and I'll link it below as well. Uh, here's what they have to say about uh, the corrosion resistance of titanium versus uh, stainless. Titanium is highly resistant to corrosion and rusting. Uh, stainless steel is highly resistant to rust, but it is not impervious. A stainless steel razor needs to be taken care of reasonably well to ensure that rust from a wet blade does not transfer to the razor itself. With titanium, the risk of rust is effectively zero. So if you insist on leaving a razor in the shower, let it be a titanium one. How about that? That is a big advantage there. Absolutely. Now, my routine is regardless of whether it's an aluminum razor or a stainless razor or a titanium razor or a a chrome-plated razor, nickel-plated razor, whatever it is, I always clean my razors after every single shave. I rinse them and I dry them thoroughly. Therefore, I don't have to worry about uh, corrosion, uh, leaving a wet blade in the razor head where, as they say, it can transfer over to a razor, uh, you know, transfer corrosion over to the razor. I clean my razor after every single use. It's part of the process that I love with a traditional wet shave. But just know that if you're not the type of individual to do that kind of detail work, well, the titanium is probably a really, really good choice for you because corrosion is practically zero. And there's also one other point uh, that, uh, that I found online. And uh, if anyone else knows this or can confirm this, please comment below and let us know. Uh, titanium is hyperallergenic. Uh, titanium is hypoallergenic, making it ideal for people with sensitive skin. I've never heard that before. That's something new that, that I came across in researching this answer for you, uh, Kenny. And uh, that seems to be another selling point for the titanium razor. Uh, again, uh, titanium seems to be very, very durable. Uh, the efficiency is very, very good for the weight. It's nimble and maneuverable, and it's highly, highly corrosion resistant. So those are the, uh, the, the really the, the, the big selling points of a titanium razor. Uh, aluminum, a little more lightweight. I found it to be very, very nimble and maneuverable. Uh, I found the efficiency to be very, very good. I think the aluminum razors are great for travel because of the lighter weight and I still get a really nice efficient shave from them. Uh, I just think they're a great, great choice uh, for uh, traveling. Uh, you can throw this in your dop kit and not really have that extra weight in your dop kit. Um, I think it's terrific. And yes, I do change my technique up a little bit when using a lighter weight razor, but not dramatically so. And of course, uh, you know, I love the stainless steel uh, razors. I love the heft of them. 
Uh, I just, I love that added weight. I love the weight of the razor doing all the work. And uh, yeah, that's, I would say, I would say I, I, I prefer that heft, but uh, the titanium offers uh, a, a good, uh, you know, it's like, it's a middleweight. It's, you know, the, the stainless is kind of the heavyweight. Uh, the aluminum is the lightweight and the titanium is the middleweight. So, uh, you know, advantages to all three of those uh, weight factors and all these razors. Um, I like them all. I really do. And Timeless Razor makes some absolutely fantastic, fantastic razors in uh, all of these materials. And they also make a great bronze razor as well. But, um, yeah, that's kind of the, that's kind of the, uh, kind of some of the talking points uh, that I've come across regarding titanium and aluminum. Uh, and again, I would say the titanium, uh, just let me recap here, uh, titanium, very durable, corrosion resistant, very, very nimble and maneuverable, uh, but that corrosion resistance is a really, really big selling point there, absolutely. And it has, it has that nice middleweight feel. Not too heavy, not too light. Uh, the aluminum, uh, you know what? Nice lightweight feel, great for travel. The efficiency is still very, very good. And uh, you know what? Check out my review uh, of this razor. Matter of fact, we talked earlier about my visit with Cinder and Rue. I used this razor in uh, one of those uh, one of those reviews, and it just did a fantastic, fantastic job. This timeless aluminum razor uh, with a 0.45 millimeter blade gap and a straight bar base plate, absolutely fantastic. Loved, loved. Uh, using this razor, uh, thanks to Alex Lopez for sending sending it along to the channel. Want to make make mention of that? But an absolutely fantastic razor. And again, I changed up my technique a little bit uh, to account for the lighter weight, but it still got a great, wonderful, efficient shave. So yeah, um, that's kind of that's kind of uh, it in a nutshell. And if anybody else has anything else to add to those comments, please comment below and let us know. So those are the highlights. Kenny, I hope the information was helpful to you. I like all three razors. They all have their strengths and they change up your shave uh, slightly here and there, but they all deliver fantastic, fantastic shaves. And that's the bottom line. I enjoy using them all. And again, they all have their strengths. Uh, from the heavyweight of the stainless steel to the uh, lightweight of the aluminum to the middleweight of the titanium. Uh, they're all terrific, terrific razors. And uh, another, another, another reason why to love the traditional wet shave so much. As I always say, a great time to be doing the traditional wet shave. You'll find a razor, a blade, a brush, a shave soap, etc. to fit your wallet and your skin type. And any of these razors, uh, the stainless steel, the titanium, or the aluminum, will give you an absolutely wonderful, wonderful shape. Kenny, I hope that helps. Thanks very much for the question and the comment. Really, really do appreciate it. Well, in a previous Monday Morning Mailbag, we talked about how to tell the difference between a vintage Gillette Fat Boy and a vintage Gillette Slim Adjustable Razor. And of course, it comes down to the adjustment dial on the neck of each of these. Uh, with the Fat Boy, the uh, knurling on that adjustment dial is vertical. Uh, with the Slim, the knurling on that adjustment dial is vertical and horizontal. 
Well, uh, Al Spencer sent along photos of his beautiful rhodium-plated Gillette Slim, and he also wrote, Mark, thanks for including the links for the Fat Boy and Slim. My Slim is a G4. I didn't realize that they started in G3, so mine is right there at the beginning of their production. Besides the adjustment knob, another very noticeable difference is the twist-to-open knob. Comparison photos shown in the article for the Fat Boy. Yeah, we'll link that article to the Fat Boy and also to the Slim again, where you can uh, see the differences between the two razors. But yeah, Al is correct. The uh, twist to open knobs on the bottom of the standard Gillette Fat Boy is what I have here, and the uh, Gillette Slim here are very, very different. The adjustment knob on the Fat Boy seems to have some sort of, uh, I guess you'd call it like a cross hatching or hatching kind of knurling on it. And the uh, Gillette Slim, again, has the vertical and horizontal knurling, uh, very much like the adjustment dial on the, uh, the neck. Uh, the vertical and horizontal knurling on the twist to open knob on the bottom, same as the uh, adjustment dial. So that's kind of the differences between the two razors. And uh, Al, thanks very much for pointing that out. Again, folks, really, really informative articles on both the Gillette Slim and the Gillette Fat Boy. These are fantastic, fantastic razors. Uh, and the reason why we pointed this out is because got a lot of summer left. Uh, you might be uh, antiquing. You might be going to estate sales, yard sales, garage sales, that sort of thing. Uh, and that way, if you come across uh, one or either of these razors, uh, you'll be able to identify them quickly just by looking at adjustment uh, knob on the neck or even the uh, twist open knob on the bottom. You'll be able to know whether it's a Gillette Fat Boy or a Gillette Slim. So, uh, you know, you never know what, <laughs> you never know when you'll come across one of these and it's very, very helpful just to have that kind of in your back pocket so that when you look at it, you'll know, oh yeah, there it is, the vertical knurling, that's a Gillette Fat Boy. Or you can look at it and go, oh yeah, vertical and horizontal knurling, that's a Gillette Slim. Or even look at the adjustment knobs on the bottom and that'll also tell you. So Al, thanks very, very much for passing that along and thanks again for sharing those great photos of your rhodium plated Gillette Slim, absolutely beautiful laser. Thanks again, Al, really do appreciate it. And that wraps up another Monday Morning Mailbag for this week. Thanks very much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. Please share, please subscribe, please like. Hit that bell so it'll give you a yell the next time I upload a video. Comment below, let me know. Check out all the wonderful artists and soap makers and sellers that you see displayed on the bottom of the screen right now. They make and offer some wonderful artisan shave soap. They also offer some wonderful wet shaving gear to enhance your traditional wet shave. The next time you're online, please take a moment, pay them a visit. I sure would appreciate it. Thank you very much. Also, check out my Amazon product page at amazon.com slash shop slash Mark Zerady, where you'll find all the Amazon listed products that I review on this channel, organized and categorized so you can find everything in a snap very easily. I'll leave you with this laugh. Hey, we have another double take cartoon puzzle this week. Try to find the differences between the two cartoon panels. If you need more time, just pause the video or 
Try to find all the differences before time runs out. Thanks very much for tuning in again. I really do appreciate it. Make it a great week.